All righty, welcome to another episode of Two Plane Sports. We've got an emergency podcast for Thursday, February 9th. OU in Texas to the SEC in 2024. Um, needless to say, it seems like this has been in the works for quite a while. I'm not overly shocked that it happened, but you know, just last week, Pete Thamel put out a deal that it seemed like it was trending away and it was not going to happen. And then here, out of the blue, um, it happens. Uh, Jose, I want to start with you. What's an, what? What are some of your initial takeaways? I'm pretty excited. I mean, I was fine with waiting. Uh, Jose, I remember on the last video talking about this. You said I'm I'm going back to the side. We're going. We're not going until 2025. What do you think? Oh, you're muted. Better. All right. I'm just going to stop making predictions or be on the bad side of things so that it, it might turn out our way. So we're not going to get David Stone, probably not going to get Williams and Wary. Um, we're, we're never going to win a championship in our lives. Um, kind of where I'm at right now seems like I get it wrong, uh, get some of these things wrong. So I'll be on the wrong side every time if it works out for Oklahoma. I I originally said that the waiting until 2025, last time I was on last Sunday, said the waiting till, waiting until 2025 wasn't going to be that bad. Give us a couple years to reload. And obviously, that's out the window. Um, so it's, it is exciting. We get some fun road games. I think that uh, for for next football season, it's 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 all the more important now, though. I, I think we can't have another six and six year um, going into, into the SEC because then I'll, then I will agree with Hose that we will get um, kind of boat raced our first year in the SEC if we have another down year and then limp into the SEC. But I don't think that's going to happen. I still think that's yeah, going to happen. For the record, no matter what the first year was, I still think it's possible. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we made a bunch of predictions for the 2024 season, um, you know, talking about all these scenarios. Well, we've got the for sure scenario. So they'll be joining in July of 24 in time for football. I believe between OU and Texas, they'll be paying a, a combined roughly $100 million to the conference. Obviously, they're going to be able to offset that with the whatever new deal they end up getting with ESPN, the whole SEC. Um, it's going to be quite a mega deal considering how much Fox gave the Big Ten. Um, so this makes a lot of sense because this is when the playoff format is expanding. U- USC and UCLA are going to the Big Ten. So now you're making OU and Texas join the SEC in 20, 2024. Everything's happening in 2024. It makes a lot of sense from the TV contract standpoint. Uh, because obviously there's more playoff games. There's going to be negotiations there. So why not just get it done? And I think it's beneficial to the Big 12 as well. I mean, you, you get programs like Oklahoma and Texas out, not so much Texas, but Oklahoma is going to probably get a playoff spot for you know every year in the 12-team playoff format. So why not try to kick the top two programs as far as recruiting ranks out and give an opportunity to the other 12 teams that are going to be in the Big 12, like a – like a TCU or like a BYU or someone like that or Cincinnati, they're going to have instant success almost. I mean, you got you got rid of them. Don't you feel like all these other conferences are going to just die now with the, with USC heading to the Big Ten, Oklahoma, Texas, SEC? It's going to be two mega conferences before long, and no one's going to care about the Big Twelve or the Pac Twelve or any of these conferences anymore. They're 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 not relevant. I don't think. Oh, they're going to be, they're still going to be relevant. They're just not going to be as relevant until they have an, a school like Clemson come out of nowhere and become a powerhouse of their own and dominate a conference. Cause I mean, 10 years ago, Clemson isn't what 
Clemson is today. No one expects Clemson to be no. a perennial powerhouse. So it, it, it's right. going to be a while before before they're going to be talked about in the same standard like an SEC and Big Ten. But uh, I don't think like Brett Yormack, I, I think that guy's probably the best thing that the Big 12 has done for the conference in a long time. And he's going to make sure that they can stay as relevant as possible. I'm sure he'll be so they're still probably going to try to get Oregon on board and, and trying to make, a, you know, a power three or a big three. And because um, the ACC might phase themselves out since they don't seem to be adding any, don't have interest in adding more teams to that conference. How do you all think they're going to do the scheduling? Like, do you think it's going to be pods like we talked about way back when? Are there, or is there going to be like two conferences? I'm sure that should will come out soon, too. And that's, I think, the most exciting thing to look forward to. We get to look at that soon. How like how they're going to schedule it. I, to me, the pods make sense or some sort of divisions and you have conferences within the conference or something like that. Cause you got to have, I mean, when you, what the, the SEC is now going to be what, 16 teams? 14. 14. Oh, yeah, you're right. 14. Uh, yeah, one of a, a lot. A lot of teams. Yeah, you're going to have a lot of teams now and it's, it's, it's going to be hard to schedule them every year and you want some sort of, rivalry and guarantees and things like that. Obviously, OU and Texas, they're going to play every year. You're going to have Texas, Texas A&M. I think the pods make a lot of sense. Jose? You'd think that they would continue with the pods because that's something that was rumored early on and when when the, the move was first announced, that was kind of like the preliminary idea. I'm sure they'll toss around a couple other things. Uh, my hope is just that we have similar luck to Alabama and how they've gotten their schedule and even Georgia in the last few seasons. Like I, I looked it up because someone in our comment section last time we talked about this said that Bama, Bama gets favored every year because they never have to play Georgia. And I looked it up. Alabama doesn't outside of Tennessee really hasn't played the other side of the SE, the other division in the SEC more than twice. So like they've only played Georgia twice in the regular season. They've only played Vanderbilt twice in the regular season. So getting that kind of luck would be nice because having to face Georgia or Alabama every year would kind of stink until we do get to that level where we can compete with them in recruiting and on the field. And I think it will happen one day, just maybe not for another, you know, two, three years. I don't know. Yeah. I think unrelated to football, I think it gets easier for every sport. Well, outside of football and baseball, I think every other sport for the university just became easier. Um, I But I wonder, like, my immediate thought, which is just random, but it's what I thought about. What happens to sports like wrestling? Do they stay in the Big 12, kind of like some other conferences do? And also, like, do we pick up, like, a swim and dive team? Which, I, I mean, I don't follow that stuff, but I think I will start following it if Oklahoma gets it because some SEC schools have that shit. I think that could be fun. Like, what happens with shit like that? I, that's what I'm curious about. I would think that wrestling would stay in the Big 12. It would make a lot of sense for it to stay. I mean, because, I mean... Because the SEC doesn't wrestle. I mean, where else would Oklahoma go? That's what I'm saying. I don't envision they abolish. I mean, it's not a great program, but it's been there since the dawn of time. And then, I don't know, like, does soccer, like, does men have a a soccer in in, in the SEC? Is that a thing? Like, are we going to get some new sports to to talk about? Maybe. Maybe down the road. I don't know. I I mean, more revenue. I mean, more. Well, I mean, I think I think it's have... fun. That stuff's fun to think about, but that's I, I guess it's time for a little. 
they might always just convert them into club teams. I think that that could be possible. Like the, whatever sports don't have official D1 programs, just make them club teams. Because there are some teams where they can still travel at the college level. It's not very many of them, but I know that was a thing when we were in school. Yeah. So now that we know when Oklahoma and Texas are going, it's next year. As we were to say, next year. Not it's 2024 so far away. One more football season. When Oklahoma and Texas come into the SEC next year, Brandon, what is Oklahoma's record in football? And where do they finish overall in the conference standings? Knowing all I think this. The, I, I think the only teams that will be better than them in the first year, Alabama, I'll give Georgia because I think their defense is going to be really good. South Carolina, I'd pick over Oklahoma in year one. It all depends on next year's jump. Um, I, I'm going to say like eight and four. Eight and four year one, and they finished slightly above middle of the pack. If I had to guess, Jose, I'm going to go with to name the three t- teams that would be better than Oklahoma. Georgia and Alabama are easy. I think Tennessee is going to be better than Oklahoma because they also got a really good quarterback and Nico Amaleva this last class. And Josh Heupel probably isn't slowing down on the offensive side of the ball. I don't know about South Carolina just because I don't. I'm not sure who their backup is after Spencer. If they can get a guy that's pretty good, maybe because it oh, seems yeah, like Beamer is really building that program. He's well, yeah, he's got that thing going the right way. But yeah. so does Josh Heupel to your point. Mm-hmm. So I think Oklahoma would be like five or six um, where like in the rankings of the entire SEC conference, but uh, it could be better. Cause I do think this team, I think best case scenario, Oklahoma would land at number three. Worst case would be in that six range where you're just losing games by the skin of your teeth or, you know, away games that are just tough, tough environments. Cause they're the first time to coach at and play at in these places. Yeah. I, I would go probably nine and three. I think Georgia and Alabama are easy. I see LSU as being a more of a problem. Um, you know, Brian Kelly, he's got it rolling down there and they're recruiting well. Um, Tennessee is always a factor as well. I think Oklahoma finishes either three or four in the first year. It's just a grind of a schedule. Also, I really think it, like Brandon, you brought up, it really depends on the type of scheduling Oklahoma gets the format who your common opponents are, who's your division. If it's truly OU, Texas, Missouri, and Arkansas. Like Arkansas, yeah. Like that, we're going to play well there. That's pretty favorable. I mean, and then you get an out-of-conference schedule. You're going to have three games out of conference, and, you know, you've got, like, SMU on the schedule. I had Tulsa, maybe. I can't remember. I don't know the 24 out-of-conference schedule. You pick up all those wins out-of-conference. You play your common opponents. You win. There, and then you go on the road and play some SEC schools, and you probably win at least half of those, and you get to nine wins, um, maybe ten. I think OU probably goes three or four in the SEC. I don't think that's a bad uh, transition, just depending on the draw. Um, and then my second thought, or my other thought on this whole deal, does this immediately boost Oklahoma's recruiting? Um, you know, you can sell these kids in twenty twenty four in the twenty four class, saying, "Hey." We're going the year that you're signing. Uh, not that you're going to contribute year one, but there's no um, limbo anymore. Uh, does this boost the transfer recruiting as well? You come in and you can compete in the SEC. Uh, Brandon, do you think that has any factor now? I mean, I feel like 
you know, they've been selling kids on this, but now they know it's literally next season. You can come in and there's an, there's, there's an argument that maybe some true freshman can come in and contribute in the sec year one, potentially. hundred percent. It helps. And the only reason is because the sec, as much as we've, you know, dogged it in the past when we were playing in the big 12 for some of the stuff they do, like play popcorn state in week nine and things like that. At the end of the day, they produce, they win, they do that. It's the best conference in college football. And if you're a competitor, uh, which is the kind of kids we're trying to recruit, they're going to want to play in the SEC. So the answer to that is yes. It's immediately yes. And that's the most exciting part. I think Jackson Arnold right now has to be licking his chops, knowing that his first snap that he'll like legitimately take, most likely, um, barring anything happening to Dylan, Gab- to Dylan Gabriel next season, uh, his first meaningful snaps as a Sooner will be playing in SEC, which has got to be exciting for him. And he's And he's already a pretty pretty damn good recruiter. I think it's going to make it easier for him. Um, he's one guy I wish we could have on right now for an immediate reaction, but we're not on that level yet. I, I think this affects defensive line recruiting in a positive way for sure. Uh, Todd Bates, you know, with the couple of guys that, we, that we've that lost out on, I think had those things go against them where these guys were going to play in the SEC immediately. You know, like Jordan Renaud, I know that Alabama's good and has always produced – great defensive lineman, but you know, you have an opportunity to play a lot quicker at Oklahoma than you have at Alabama. So why not take that chance? You know, as being now in the sec, when you probably your first year of meaningful snaps, like Brandon said, would get to be in the sec, uh, David Hicks. Uh, I'm sure that that probably took a little bit of, of some, that was maybe part of the decision again, might be easier to step on the field at Oklahoma with the depth that Oklahoma has versus A&M. But they'll be in the SEC next year, you know, this this upcoming fall. So that, again, this could be a good thing for Oklahoma, especially with regards to David Stone, where you have things that right now being in the Big 12 might be going against Oklahoma with, you know, the reports being that his parents kind of want him and the people close to him want him to be away from home because of, you know, situations close to Norman. But maybe him traveling all the time out of state will help alleviate those concerns. Yeah. So I, I would agree. I think it's kind of, I mean, it's never a bad thing when you're going to the best conference in the country, uh, football anyway. And I think Oklahoma's ready. I'm glad that we, we've had a couple years to, you know, this upcoming season and last season to really kind of rebuild. Um, and I think you're going to see a good improvement. I'm not saying that to win a national championship this year or next year, but they're not going to be far after the next few years. Um, it takes a couple years to really get rolling. And I think Venables and his staff. This season is huge. Rolling. Yeah. We have to perform I mean, this season. And like, like you said, it, it doesn't have to be a national championship season, but it, it, it can't be six and six. It, I, I would go as far as say it can't even be like an eight and four season. You, I think you got to win at least nine, nine to 10 games next season for me to be like, all right, I feel pretty comfortable moving into SEC ball. I think you have to win 10 and potentially play in the Big 12 championship for me to really feel like, okay, we're we're ready to play. Um, it's just, but then again, we're going to be rolling in most likely with a true you know, redshirt freshman quarterback. And as good as Jackson Arnold is, I mean, Spencer Rattler was the you know redshirt freshman quarterback that came in. We had a lot of ups and downs, and it's just going to be inevitable in the first year in the SEC, we're going to have a redshirt freshman quarterback going on the road at Tuscaloosa or going on the road at Gainesville or Knoxville. Those are extremely difficult environments. Um, Field's so still 100 yards. It is. It is. But uh, when you're rolling into a, a stadium of 105,000 people, it, it's a little, a little different than going to play KU on the road. 
They, yeah, we, we, should, we should watch how the, the trenches play. Does the defensive line look meaner and stronger, especially the interior? And How do the offensive linemen look versus some of the bigger defensive lines that they'll play against next season? Because if those look decent, like I'm not that concerned about Jackson Arnold then being his first year in the SEC because they'll be better protected, especially if next year's offensive line is um, made up of younger guys. And I know we'll probably see maybe Walter Rouse be in there at attack position, but if uh, Big Sexy can come back and, and play some snaps and looks good in the regular season, that's good for year one in the SEC. He'll be bigger and stronger more than likely in year three of being under Schmitty. Like there, I think that's what I'll be looking at during the spring game and next next fall. Like how how do those big boys look in the middle of the field? Yeah, no, that's that's a good point. Games are won and lost in the trenches. That's our mindset. Um, but I think that's a good instant reaction. Uh, some initial thoughts. Do you guys have anything else you want to add before we kind of end this up? Wrap this up. No, Brandon, interview challenge. Yeah, so it's a two parter now because this this is a, it's, it's it's an exciting day. So with next season being our final Big 12 season and with some new you know, opponents on the schedule that we haven't seen in, in our lifetime, uh, what's one road game next season that you guys want to go to, uh, you fans or, and us too? Or if, if, if you can go to any road game next season, which one would it be? Because our lights are last year in the Big 12. And what road game do you most look forward to going to first for the first time? Um, with OU being in the SEC, what road game do you want to go to for the first time? I would personally want to go probably Tennessee because uh, watching that game on TV at your house, bro, back in the day in overtime, um, that stadium looked, looked like a lot of fun. I would probably sing Rocky Top and then immediately go for Oklahoma just because I think it's fun. Uh, it, it, it's cool. I would get caught up in the moment. Um, but Tennessee is probably the game that I would want to go to the most. And then as far as road game, it's BYU for me for, for this upcoming season. Yeah. Jose, do you have a couple? We go with BYU for this season. And then I'm ex- I'm looking forward to going to LSU. I think that'll be a fun game. Probably, you know, might get a couple beers thrown at us if we have Oklahoma gear on, but it's a chance I'm willing to take. Yeah. Jose, I'm in the same boat as you, BYU and LSU. Um, I-, I think the Swamp's really cool too, but I don't think it's quite as cool as Tennessee or Florida. But um, so... Either Swamp way. is the worst state in the SEC, I think. You or, want to see the Tebow statue? <laughs> a different different place is essentially an SEC stadium at this point is um, the Mercedes-Benz Dome in, in Atlanta. They play a game there at least once a year. Oklahoma's going to get to play there. Uh, so there point. we go. In an honorary question, how soon is Oklahoma playing in an SEC title game? Year two, 2025. 2025, I was going to say the same thing. I agree. The year that we were supposed to originally go, yeah, so we're all in the green. It's 2025. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. Well, if you made it this far, like the video, subscribe to the channel, turn the notification bell on, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Apple, Spotify, and TikTok. Everything's linked in the description below, and we appreciate you watching.